Hello, I'm Rachel Eisman. And I'm Leah Burnett. And this is Own Your Home, the essential guide to becoming a badass homeowner. You know that moment when the electrician mentions he's going to replace your ballasts and you have a mini panic attack wondering what the hell a ballast even is? Do I even need that? Is it going to cost a fortune? Can I phone a friend? You're in the right spot. We got you. Stick around and learn to own your home. Today, I want to cover a couple of major no-nos for you. Ooh, what, I like that. Yeah, what not to do. Because... You know, we all get really um, comfortable with our systems and just think they'll do anything in the world for us. And the reality is they won't. There are some clear no-nos. What not to do. I like that because I probably am doing at least half of them. Well, hopefully not. We'll see. Um, Okay, so I'm going to go with the big three. We've talked about the big three before, the big three systems, which is your HVAC system, your electrical system, and your plumbing system. And we'll start with HVAC because there's actually very little to say here, right? Don't turn your thermostat way up or way down because then you're just making your machine work too hard for you. That makes sense. Yeah. So keep it, you know, 68 in the summer, 72 in the winter are the good guidelines. If you're going to adjust up or down, only adjust a couple of degrees If you're going to be out of town for a while, sometimes, you know, people are going to be out of town for a month in the summer, they crank it up to 85, so it's not running, which is fine, but you really want to keep it no higher than 78. Yeah, I was going to say, that gets to be too hot. 85, I would feel like, would get to be, yeah. It gets to be too hot, and air isn't flowing as well, and you can potentially get mold growth if you're allowing stagnant air at certain warm temperatures. Oh, for too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see um, that. I can see that. Same for, you know, in the winter time, if you're going to be gone, you don't want to turn it off completely because you still have pipes and things that you want to keep warm inside the house. You want to keep it at like a, a relative temperate mm-hmm. And you could turn it down to 60 if you're not going to be there for a while in the winter, but, you know, you don't want to turn it off completely. So that's HVAC. Um, the other thing is don't forget to change your air filter. I knew that was going to come up. You are a filter queen. She's filter queen. That's right. Well, who doesn't want quality indoor air? I mean, you know, you're breathing it in. It is a basic, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are still actively in pollen season in Georgia and changing those filters, get all that stuff out of your house. I think we need to change ours now, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's an easy thing that you can do yourself, right? Very easy. So don't ignore it. Um, also if you're on a maintenance plan with your HVAC company, they're going to come out twice a year and do it for you, which means you only need to do it twice a year yourself. Once a quarter. See, easy piece. That's not much to think about. Right. Okay. So that kind of covers HVAC, right? That's I mean, an easy one. Yeah, that yeah. is easy. It's, it's fairly simple. We could get into some bigger things, but we're not, we're keeping it simple for you guys here. So... Leah, would you prefer plumbing or electrical next? Um, let's go with electrical. Let's go with electrical because I feel like I feel like plumbing's a big one. So let's let's ease into it with all the things that I'm not supposed to do. <laughs> okay. So electrical no-nos. 
Do not sit at the switch just as your mom told you and flip it up and down and 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 up and down. Okay, I understand from an annoying point of view why I shouldn't do that. But is there an actual electrical point of view? No, it's fine. It's just just it's just annoying. It drives people crazy. Yeah. Um and I did that last night. Oh. Ooh. No. It's like I bet Wade's real happy with you. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know when, like, someone's sleeping in the bedroom and you walk in not recognizing their sleep, flip on the light switch, oh, God, flip it right back off real quick. I mean, do that 15 times. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. No fun. We're not eight-year-olds most of the time. Most of the time. Um, okay, so other basics with your electrical system. Don't put anything into the outlet other than a plug. Yeah, yeah. Screwdrivers, forks. I feel like if you're over the age of 21 and doing that, you know, come on now. <laughs> and really, even not even 21, like over the age of eight. Right. And right. doing that. Um, classic, don't bathe with your radio. Yeah. Or your telephone. Not that or, the telephone will hurt you. Yeah. But the bath will hurt the telephone. Right. Exactly. Um, electricity and water. Uh, do not combine well, which is why you have fire extinguishers. So... If there's an electrical fire for some reason, do not throw water on it because water conducts electricity, which will help move the fire around. I remember you said that, and I had never, I'd never heard that. I knew that about grease fires. I did not know that mm-hmm. about electrical fires. Okay, barring having a fire extinguisher, and I know I should, and I know I will, but is there? Let's say I don't. Is could I use flour or or baking soda or like? Is there another potential substitute? Do you know of anything, or um, is that just uh, get a fire extinguisher and stop asking these silly I questions? I don't know off the top of my head. So I would say there's got to be something. I stumped her. You did. I'm sorry. I mean, just have a fire extinguisher. <laughs> You're so easy to get. Get a fire extinguisher. The answer is get a fire extinguisher. <laughs> um, We'll look that up and follow back up with that because I'm sure there's an answer, but I don't actually know. Okay. And, and not, like the amount of flour I have in my kitchen cabinet is probably not enough to put out an electrical fire. All right. Hold on. I'm going to look this up right now. Because a grease fire uh, is contained within a pan for the most part if you catch it early enough. So yeah, sure. You can put some baking soda on that and 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 deal with it. But an electrical fire... I imagine might be just a bit more. Um, oh, look at this! What Google? According to Google, um, correct ways to put out an, an electrical fire: use a fire extinguisher is number one. Buy the damn fire extinguisher. Um, number two is baking soda. Yes, but also, how much baking soda? Not yeah. a lot. Um, number three is use a heavy blanket. Without oxygen, the fire can't burn. Oh, okay, okay. So there we so go. There are options, but buy a fire baking soda. Baking soda is apparently the, the I fire. I feel like I'm going to need to get killer. a Costco size thing of baking soda. I only ever have the small one that I keep in in the fridge door. Yeah, right. I mean, how much? I, I guess it, catch your electrical fire early <laughs> if you if you're going to use your fridge catch it baking early. soda. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so we all learned something today. There I love we go. It. Baking soda. Um, and then the other, you know, major no-no for electrical, for the electrical system is just don't overload your circuits. And we talked about this when we talked about, um, electricity in general, but just as a quick reminder, 
the circuit is usually like each room kind of has its own circuit. So it's the number of outlets um, connected. When you put too many things on a single circuit that are pulling too much electricity, that's when you trip the circuit overall. And you don't really want to do that. The, the system is designed to protect you, which is the tripping actually is what stops it from overheating um, and turns the whole circuit off where you go either to your GFI or your breaker. However, you don't want to test that a whole bunch. No. So being conscientious about how much your circuit can handle is good. And remember that anything that adds opportunities for you to plug things in does not necessarily increase the available electricity for that circuit. It only gives you more places to plug more things in. So, okay, let's say, um, like I'm thinking of the area right near my desk where I have a lamp, I have the computer, I have my phone, I have, you know, um, some other things sometimes. Is it one of those things where I could unplug, I have a surge protector, and I unplug the things when they're not in use, but mm-hmm. I have it available to me so I can occasionally have a few things charging at the same time. Yeah, I think – so that's fine. What it does – I mean, the power strips have a function, which is to increase the places for you to plug things in. Okay. So you have one outlet there, but you need to plug in, like you just mentioned, five things. So yeah. you have a power strip, and you plug them all into the power strip. It's fine. The power strip has a surge protector on it, so it should – pop there first before going to the remainder of the circuit. And not everything is going to pull the same number of amps. So typical household circuit is 15 to 20 amps. You know, your computer in that particular case is going to be probably the dominant um, need. It's going to have more need than some of the other things. But also when you turn something on for the first time, So if you plugged it in and you turned on, say, a vacuum, it's going to pull. And a vacuum is going to pull a lot more amps. So if you're at, say, 14 amps with everything that's plugged in and it's working just fine, you plug in that next thing that pulls three amps just to start, that's when you could trip the breaker. But if you have things plugged into your power strip and it's working fine, then it's working fine. It's just that... Those six outlets that you added to the single outlet in the wall are also connected to the other four outlets in the room. So, and it works out because there's really nothing else in the room that requires power. That's kind of the power power center, right? Because it's the desk, right? And so then you've just expanded that. So it's just being aware of what yeah. that is. Try not to overload. Your circuits. But I think the one point that I did want to make sure that we got out, which we got out in our electricity episode, which fascinated me, was, you know, when you pointed out that you should not be using an extension cord on a permanent basis for something, that that is not designed for that. And that if you're using an extension cord permanently, you got to figure out some other way to get whatever that is plugged in Mm -hmm. properly. Wired in or plugged in, like create another outlet. Create another outlet. Yeah, extension cords are meant for temporary Temporary fixes. Um, yeah. And they are not permanent. Now let's move on to plumbing. Now this one's a little bit bigger. And this one is kind of a funny one because everybody thinks, oh, you can flush almost anything. It just goes away. It just disappears <laughs> into the land of nothing. And no, it you doesn't. can't. You can't. Or people think they can put anything in their garbage disposal. Yes. They also think the garbage disposal, oh my gosh, we get so many calls for plumbers to fix garbage disposals. I can't even tell you. 
I would guess that's probably one of their number one house calls. Yeah. Number one house call. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll get the plumber that we use on one day to um, talk to him and have him go through it. But yeah, it's kind of crazy. You know, anything that can clog, right? The plumbing system will clog and there are a lot of issues with clogging things. So I just want to pick your brain. And I know we've talked about this a little bit. Um, What is a very common flushable that should not be? Female products. A hundred percent. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. It's terrible. We're one of the only countries that does it. Just don't. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah, that... else in the world is a little bit more refined and recognizes that that's not good. And we're just like, nope, bye. See ya. Bye. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to see it. Bye. No. no um, you've got to take ever so gently and delicately take care of it and throw it away. Throw it away. Yeah. And there's another thing that I think in our culture and the American culture, it's like shameful to have a period, which is just ridiculous. So everything has to be hidden. Nobody can see that you use feminine products. Nobody can see, which is part of the flush it, get rid of it. Your monthly problem. Pretend it doesn't exist. Oh Oh, no, no. Claim it. We're women. This is what we do. These are our bodies. You love your children. Congratulations. (laughs) Yeah. So you, we just handle it. We're going to handle it like the badass boss women we are. And that means we're going to wrap it up, throw it away. Exactly. Also, may I go on a random, very random tangent real quick? Please. Okay. People of the world, if you have a guest bathroom that your guests use often, make sure that that guest bathroom has a trash can. And if you're really, really kind, you would have a trash can with maybe a tiny little lid. That's, <laughs> that is a pet peeve of mine. I was all of the say, trash cans some in my passion behind that. Seriously, all the trash cans in my bathrooms are the lid kind. And you don't have to like lift it or touch it. it the lid that you can just, you know, put something in and it kind of moves on its own, you know, for just that very reason, for just a little bit of, you know, discreet privacy, discretion, you know, Mm -hmm. allow your guests to be themselves and not be freaked out about who they are and what their bodies are (laughs) boldly doing (laughs) at that time. (laughs) All right. Lesson to everyone. That is the hill I will die on. We should put a link to a little trash can with the lid in the podcast notes. Just have like a whole section of Leah's bathroom guests, bathroom trash can recommendations. Exactly. Why not? (laughs) Um, Okay. So definitely feminine products. Also, the highly touted uh, flushable wipes are in fact not. Yeah, that was a big trend there for a little while. They are so terrible for the system because they don't break down. So, um, you know, we talk about how things move through the plumbing system and toilet paper is designed to break down and those flushable wipes simply do not. Um, Feminine products do not. Anything that doesn't break down has a potential to clog in the system. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just don't, don't flush those things. You want, um, uh, well, let's go through a whole list, right? What What else doesn't break down? Tampons. We talked about condoms don't break down hair, giant clumps of hair. You think, oh, it's fine. I'll just flush that down. Nope. Not so good. Dental floss, baby wipes, flushable wipes, cigarette butts, cotton balls, paper towels, cat litter. Now, ladies oh, and gentlemen, cat litter, yeah, cat litter is designed to clump when it gets wet. But they have that fancy all-natural cat litter that isn't. That I swear that there's that. We don't use this. 
we don't put ours in the toilet like this. We we clean it a different way. But um, I think we've been to people's houses and we've cat sit someone that had like the all natural, it's like cedar chips kind of thing. Mm. No, just don't no. do it. Try I would to avoid. say no. Yeah. Avoid it. Yeah. Um, and then here's one that will break down, but is very toxic. Your medications. Like oh, people. people flush pills. Oh, okay. People wash pills down the sink. You know, you see it in movies all the time, getting rid of yeah. pills. I only whatever. flush the pills when the popo's coming. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> she did not mean that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, like the strongest thing I take is <laughs> my allergy meds. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fish aren't sneezing. Um, but, you know, that all gets into yeah. the water system. And if you live in a, an area where they're using wastewater and it's going through a water treatment plant and being recycled to go back out as regular water, um, the pills and the medication is not something that can be filtered through. Oh. Right? Yeah. Because it breaks down in the water. And so then you have certain amounts of that just existing in yeah. the water at all times. So here's a life hack for you. If your child or, you know, whoever is in your home puts Your underage ward. Yeah. <laughs> puts something down the toilet that um, shouldn't go down the toilet and you want it back, oftentimes you can pull it with a shop back because the toothbrush in particular isn't shaped correctly to make it up the valve of the toilet and down actually into the sewer pipe. So... And a lot of toys and things like that, they kind of can get stuck there. But you can use a shop vac to suck it back out. Ah. Mm -hmm. uh, make sure it's a wet, dry shop vac. And don't use your household vacuum cleaner anywhere that there's water. Yeah, that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about your Roomba. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. So that kind of covers the toilet. Like not everything's flushable. Basically, basically just stick to human waste and approved toilet paper. Approved toilet paper. <laughs> That's like Ina Garten and her good mayonnaise. Like oh. what's approved toilet paper? Well, toilet paper that's sold as toilet paper, like uh, flushable oh, okay. wipes. Okay. Flushable wipes are not approved toilet yeah, paper. Yeah, okay, I get what you um, Not self-appointed toilet paper. Right. Paper towels are not toilet paper. Kleenex no, is not paper toilet towels, paper. No, paper towels are bad in the toilet. Okay. So now let's move on to your sink. Sinks Yay. and drains. Yeah. So caustic drain cleaners. There are a lot of these actually on the market, standard drain cleaners um, that are designed to eat through whatever's clogging your pipe. And they will also eat through the pipe. So if you need to kind of try and move something along through your pipes, good old vinegar and baking soda. Oh, really? Remember that volcano experiment when yeah. you were, you know, seven? Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. That'll work in your pipes way better to the pipes than any of those caustic drain cleaners. And cheaper, probably. You know, yeah. We, we almost all have vinegar. Well, we all have baking soda, you know, in the fridge for, for all the electrical fires <laughs> and the cookies. <laughs> That's my baking soda for fires and cookies. <laughs> and also cleaning your drains. Again, Costco, we need baking soda in the giant size. <laughs> giant one. <laughs> um, and, and people don't think about that. I mean, plumbers encounter this a lot where the pipes will have little areas inside them where, you know, people have been dumping down. Oof. Drano or whatever yeah. the thing is, trying to get it to to tear down the pipes. 
Um, also, don't put grease down the drain. Yeah. I remember us talking about this. Yeah. Because, yeah, you throw grease out. You throw grease out. You throw grease out. Well, it becomes solid as it cools. Yeah. So it just... will constrict the diameter of the pipe, right? Mm-hmm. So you already have a smaller pipe then. And it doesn't, it just doesn't move through, right? So if you rinse anything in cold water um, and the grease hardens before it hits the pipes, like if you've poured most of the bacon grease out, you then rinse your pan in cold water. Any little grease there can harden before it gets too far down and will help it flow through. But do not pour grease down pipes. It's a terrible idea. Yeah. Find another place for it. Yeah, I've become kind of uh, militant about wiping down any anytime we, that we would cook um, something that's particularly greasy. About really, really making sure that I have wiped it into the trash. Yeah. Versus the sink. Yeah. A slightly off topic, but slightly on topic. Do you save bacon grease? I have. There have been times when I have. Times when I've like, well, let's just save this and we'll use it for. And then I've been like, Ugh, no. I'm yeah. the same. It was like, oh, you yeah. gotta save your bacon grease. It's so good to cook with later. It is. It's just gross. But then to me. it also just yeah, it, it just sits it's... there and it's gross. <laughs> um, I get it. I get it. And I think if I was cooking for large amounts of people on a regular basis, I might be more inclined to do that because it's certainly um, you know, re- recycling something, and you know, reusing, recycle, reuse. Um. It's just the two of us, and I don't necessarily want to use bacon grease every time I'm cooking yeah. a vegetable. Yeah. Sometimes I just, you know, you just don't want to. So, and we've also, you know, seriously curtailed our bacon intake. Yeah. Which is, you know, the other part that we want to do. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, to a minimum. I love, don't get me wrong, I love some bacon. Oh, yeah. But I'm just not, I, I'm not a huge fan. And I think you're right. You hit it on the head. Like, that was more of a thing when everybody had big families around all the time and you could cook yeah. through it pretty regularly. Yeah. yeah, like you're making large batches of 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 stuff. Like, you know, every meal is a big meal. Yeah. And we don't have every meal being a big meal. No. That's just not how we eat. It's not how we cook. It's yeah. 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 Well, and being slightly calorie conscious, I think, you know, again as women, we're aren't we always? But Olive oil is just going to be better for you yeah. in the long run. Yeah. Okay. Tangent over. Uh, <laughs> so then the garbage disposal. And you hear the word garbage associated with your disposal and feel like it's a trash can, but it's not. Yeah, it's not because it's going to clog so quick. Mm-hmm. And those expensive disposal repairs are pretty avoidable most of the time. Um. So the simple rule of thumb, if it's not edible, it's not disposal friendly. Which includes eggshells, I've heard, are horrible. Because you think they're so fragile, I can break it with my hand. It should be super easy. But they're actually among the worst things they are to put in the a garbage they, disposal. Well, they gum up and they kind of all stick together and it, it stops the turning mechanism. And you know what eggshells are really good for, actually? Your plants. There's so much calcium. And just go outside and shove those suckers in some dirt. Yeah. Which is so much better. Yeah. You know, also, if you have uh, snail or slug problems and you put eggshells around your garden where the snails and slugs are getting them, the it uh, isn't good for the, the little critters. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So it's a preventative say, barrier. I was going to say it slices them up, but that seemed 
gory, but then I just said it, so whatever. Oh, is that? Oh. Mm. They can't crawl over it. It sounds violent. It is. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Back to garbage. Like, oh. <laughs> so um, other things that are edible but you really don't want to put down are like potato skins um, or carrot peels. Carrot peels. Anything that is too uh, much, you don't want to put giant globs of things either because it's a fairly delicate machine. So if you are putting small amounts of something down there, like small amounts of carrot peels, letting it grind up and go, maybe. But clumps, no. Like if you've peeled 45 carrots, you don't just shove that down in there, right? Compost If you've peeled a single carrot, maybe. Um, Also, coffee grinds. Oh, people put coffee grinds in their garbage? That would never occur to me Mm because, yeah, that does seem like something that wouldn't Yeah, it can can just gum it up. Um, Any of your fibrous veggies like celery, pumpkin, spaghetti squash. It just doesn't like those either, huh? Mm -mm. Because, again, it can tear up um, the way the blades inside spin. It can get caught around there like kind of like hair on your hairbrush. You okay. then have to pull out. Or better example maybe is hair around the vacuum cleaner. Oh, yeah, and you have to like and get in there to, and yeah, pull yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, basically garbage disposal is just, you know, any waste that accidentally comes off a plate and ends up in there. It's to grind yeah. that stuff up. Like the accidental, you know, um, not even accidental but incidental waste. Yeah. But not like I'm about to make a veggie soup and all of the peelings, all of the you know, stems, everything goes You should in actually there. save all of that stuff and for your stock. It. Or compost it. Stock or compost, yeah. Yeah, I keep a bag in my freezer with a lot of those things to make stock out of. A good veggie stock. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've heard that. Because all made the a peels and stuff yet. are great. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, fruit pits, like your peach pit. Oh, God, I would assume Never. that that couldn't yeah. happen. No, nope, don't the, do that. Those suckers are hard. Chicken skin. Ugh. So just imagine that getting stuck and smelling that for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> I love how when you said chicken skin, I went, ew, and I love chicken skin. What is up with me? Cooked chicken skin. Cooked chicken skin. I guess the idea of raw chicken skin sounds Yeah, I mean, don't put cooked chicken skin down either, but raw chicken skin was what I was picturing. It's okay, like, yeah, yeah. Um, bones. The blades aren't that tough. No yeah. bones. Um, other things like starchy things that are designed to expand in water, pasta, rice, oats, bread, just don't put it down, don't put it down there. Um, nuts. Do you really want garbage disposal almond butter? Mm -mm. Oh yeah. Cause that's what happens when you grind almonds up and well nuts up. Yeah. Yeah. You make butter. Yeah. Nobody wants that. And then the last thing we have on the list are medications. Again, again with the medication. Well, it's back to the water supply thing, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. after this past year, we may all want some of uh, another person's Xanax, but hey. probably not their heart meds. No, no, no. We don't need that. We don't need that in our drinking water. No. Well, and also, I would like to point out that most of the things we're telling you to not put in the garbage disposal would be really good in either stock, like Rachel talked about, or compost. And, you know, this is not a comprehensive list. So just use a little bit of common sense. It's you know? basically for the incidental yeah. And And droppings. things that can go down, again, if you are packing it down with your hand before no. you turn it on, it's not going to function properly. Yeah. Yeah. 
and you know, it's just annoying when you have to have your whole thing fixed. Um, have no use of your kitchen sink for a little while while you're waiting on that will the jack you to up. come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing will jack you up sooner than not being able to use a toilet or a sink. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So I think that covers the no-nos for the big three. Awesome. Don't do these things, y'all. Thank you for joining us today. For more information on this or any other homeowner projects, visit our website, jolieresidential.com. That's J-O-L-I residential.com. And follow us on social media at Jolie Residential on both Instagram and Facebook. And if there's anything you'd like for us to cover in future episodes, please feel free to hit us up on any of our social media pages or send us an email through our website. You too can be a badass homeowner.